Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Now, live from Chicago, the Hal Sparks radio program mega worldwide. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Hal Sparks, your comedian and multimedia personality. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hal Sparks. All right, let's do this. Well, there he is. He's Johnny Million, um, Hal Sparks, and we're live and all is well in the universe. You know, uh, Johnny, how you doing, first of all? Right out of the great, gate. Hal. How are you doing, man? I'm all right. I'm, I'll be a little choppy today because the uh, I think the rain affects the internet where I am uh, a little bit, um, you know, more than other places. And that's okay. That's a, you know, it's a, I don't know why that is. I guess it's an LA thing. You know, in Seattle, if it, if the sun comes out, the internet dies. So it tr- it's a trade off. You know, and of course, hashtag rip Portland. That said, I think a lot of uh, um, folks this week, I think the big talking points. Did you get a chance to see the Tucker Carlson, Vladimir Putin propaganda um, fest? Oh, that's that was sexy. It was a great. Yeah, it was a great time. Uh, the best part about it, of course, was uh, Tucker. You know how Tucker Carlson has those like dueling butt cracks in his forehead when he pretends oh, yeah. to look. We it. it I think he's trying to look interested and and curious like that's sure. you know what I mean, where you're like, I'm interested in what you're saying. Please keep talking, which is the you know, the idiot's version of being a good interviewer in keep the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. You know, like you do with me sometimes when I get off on a, <laughs> a tangent um, in this particular instance, um, there were, uh, you know, Vladimir Putin said, if I could give me about 30 seconds to a minute and I'll give you a little bit of a history lesson. Whereon he went on for 45 minutes straight talking about the history of Russia and Ukraine since the ninth century. <laughs> um, and it was it was all it, you dreamed of. It, it was it was everything you wanted it to be as somebody who doesn't trust or like Vladimir Putin, who knows that he's a criminal and a murderer and an awful, awful human being. All those things where you're like, yeah, that's that's pretty much, uh, it's nice to have my bias confirmed by the man himself. And indeed, that is what happened uh, in this particular instance. Um, Putin had uh, went on about how, you know, basically Ukraine is like half of its Poland's on the, anything West of the Dnipro is Poland, basically. Anything east of the Dnipro is Russia. And we'll just call it quits. Never mind the fact that borders have been in existence for decades, uh, if not hundreds of years. So, you know, is that Ukraine, you know, that that was the the debate about Ukraine versus the Ukraine. Right. Well, you know, whether it's a it's a territory of Russia, that's when when someone calls it the Ukraine, what they're saying is they they believe that it's a territory of Russia, and if they say Ukraine, it's a country. Um, it, imagine, if you will, if uh, people referred to uh, Taiwan or Hong Kong as the Hong Kong or the Taiwan. The idea being, it's like like it's the state of Hong Kong right. or the state of Taiwan. That's that's essentially like, what uh, people in the Chicagoland saying. Saying what? Instead Sorry. of jewel. The yes. Or they say the jewel. Yeah, I'm going to the jewel. It is. Well, it is in many ways for for your purchasing power. It, it is the jewel of grocery stores. So I understand where they're coming from in that regard. Um, I always refer oh, to guys, it as jewel. Robert Brunswick, Hal Vickery. So there's some 
crazy super chats coming through. Oh, thank you guys so much. Uh, appreciate it. And sorry if, uh, let's see, I'll bring up Johnny's audio. A little on my jumpy handle. today. Lisa Mia Moore gifted a whole bunch of memberships. Oh, thank you so much. I always get more nervous when the technology isn't up to par when I'm traveling on days when everybody's being very generous. So I appreciate you right, guys yeah, more than you. Can... Is going down. This is great. Oh, bless you guys. Thank you so much. Um, we, we might actually be able to afford a real laptop. <laughs> for the oh, road nice. anyways right now you're working okay. on a chromebook right how that's right yeah chromebook air it's uh it's uh, a <laughs> it, yeah uh it 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 has a small solar panel that it runs off of and i'm inside so it's going to be obviously difficult now we'll obviously talk about some of that we'll we'll save a lot of that conversation for when um when philip bittner joins us in the second hour from ukraine i'm sure he's he he's got some thoughts about the yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, um, Johnny, have you ever been to Pennsylvania? You ever been to? Sure, yeah, yeah. Where where have you been? Where have you have you done shows there? Or just hung out or? Yeah, there I've uh, visited some friends there in some like weird little suburbs. I've driven through the mountains, getting there, getting to uh, Maryland through uh, from Ohio. Right. Yeah, I've okay. Been around. All right. Um, so. Um, one of the I, I don't know if you enjoy it while you can, because Uh-oh. I'm first of all, I'm because they're it's not going to be Pennsylvania anymore. They're going to change the name, according to Donald Trump. Um, oh. They're going. Oh, what's yeah. it going to be? Um, well, let me let me. Can I can I let's see if I can. Fi- I'll see if I can find the audio of him um, saying it. But yeah, here it is. I think um, this is. Pennsylvania. They'll change the name. They're going to change the name of Pennsylvania. We yeah. have to. That's, we have to win in November. That's we his have take. To have Pennsylvania. They'll change the name. They're going to change the name of Pennsylvania. Yeah, they're going to change the name of Pennsylvania. That's what he said. Now, let me. Okay. Can I? Can I? Um. Can I explain to folks where that came from? Because as as you know, as oh, somebody, is this something that he heard on Fox News and is not regurgitating very well? No, more more than likely, it is a joke he heard from either Don Jr. or Stephen Miller, and he is regurgitating it poorly. But you are you are okay. right. Now, here's here's how it's here's how it goes. Pennsylvania. What's the other uh-huh. Sylvania that you know? From besides, I suppose uh, a line of dishwashers or something. Um, what's what's the other famous um, name of a place that ends in Sylvania? Transylvania. There you go. And what is a big issue with Republicans and and women's sports and kids and blah blah blah? Vampires. Uh, no. Uh, oh. <laughs> Trans people. Man, I thought and I had it. I was all set. You were so close. And so there is a running right wing gag that um, in relation to women in men's sports, that the Democrats are going to change the name of Pennsylvania to Transylvania. And uh, yeah. I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's because a, it's just a, trans. Because trans, right, exactly. And because I guess uh, they, uh, like vampires, we eat babies. That's the other, if you, if you believe Roseanne, which you should not do on basically anything. But that said, that's where he no, I think got Roseanne's that take on uh, baby eating is probably pretty close. Uh, 
Yeah, I always I think she's onto so, something. She talks about it in a way where I'm like, she looks like she would know. I just it's a strange thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where that comes from. That's where that gag comes from. And what it is is that, like like many things that kind of float through Trump's empty dome and bounce around mm-hmm. and then fall out of his face via his is horrifyingly uh, cat butt shaped <laughs> mouth um, is is hey. that he doesn't necessarily either get or understand the joke that yeah. he just he thinks it's a real thing. So uh, I'm glad to clear that up. They're going to change the name. They're going to change the name. Yeah, they're going to change it to Trans Sylvania because the trans and the trans stuff. They're going to change the name. I will say the upside of of the multiple flubs he had uh, right after, by the way, everybody was jumping on Biden um, after the report came out that um, that Biden would basically not be able you wouldn't be able to pin him down in front of a jury because he would come across as a likable elderly man with with a poor memory was what that report said, which was like it's completely unprofessional. It's ridiculous, but it doesn't matter because that means that the guy who was listening fell for it, but still hates Biden because he's supposed to because he's a right. pointy and he's, he's got to. Um, but it, the one thing you can't do. You know, Biden, you know, people ask why I don't make fun of Biden or, or and his flubs is because he's never once said I have the best words and I know, uh, you know, and I, yes, or the best meows as it were. Um, <laughs> right? has the best words. That was one of them. She does. Ab- absolutely. Um, so at no point um, has he ever claimed that he is, that he doesn't gaff, that he doesn't, you know, he's talked about his stutter rather openly. He said, you know, he's very comfortable talking about the fact that he misspeaks on occasion. And like yeah. we all do, everybody flips a word. Everybody does stuff like that, especially when you're talking, you know, uh, for long periods of time over very serious topics or around multiple topics. Mm-hmm. Like overlaying overlaying one word when you're talking about a secondary topic is not that weird. Heck, I've been caught uh, uh, reading the chat while speaking and literally found myself slipping a word I just read into what I just said. Oh, all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a crazy reflex. And if you have a teleprompter, it's very similar. And it's no big deal because you're not going to legislate or change policy on that. You are simply going you're just going to go. What did I say? Oh, I said million. I meant billion. Like that's you're not going to go. No, I because Trump with his Sharpie reflex is like, no, I actually scratch that. I actually do mean billion. And then he's like, OK, America has 300 billion people in it. Great. Now, 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 what do we do now? Yeah. How does that affect the budget? Right. So um, the reason I make fun of Trump around that in particular is because he came out very foolishly in the beginning and said, I have the best words. I know all the best words. And then he keeps saying it. So uh, I guess as far as, uh, you know, as anyone knows, um, I guess uh the words he used during his most recent gathering, whatever, they, like when uh, when um, rich people were going to get seven thousand dollars subsidies, Hayes. Um, that's one of the best words. You and I just don't know, okay, right. Johnny. You and I don't know the best words, and how can we sure. judge? How can we judge? We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Parts Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Very exciting week because a bunch of sexy liberal dates are getting announced. We're going all over. Yeah, I know one coming later this year. 
Oh, look out. Look out look at out the August. Vic. At the Vic. That's we pretty awesome. We love the Vic. It's we do love pretty the awesome. Oh, uh, I got stories to tell about the Vic. Uh, we'll be we'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the House Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. So, um, the the uh, obviously the other big, the genuinely, the, uh, okay, how do I even put this? There are so many stories floating around in in sort of political circles right now, um, and and so many revelations that keep coming out. And this is kind of this constant flood of stuff, but the biggest one, obviously is uh is the border bill the the actual the actual material piece of legislation the thing that actually affects people's lives and the the brutal and hilarious irony that the that the republicans once again think something is a crisis that is costing americans their lives and their livelihoods but it can wait it can wait for months, if not years, because even in their fantasy world where Donald Trump wins and takes the presidency next year, he still wouldn't put this same bill up at all, which means another negotiated bill would have to go through. It would still have to get um, you know, enough. It, it would have to beat a filibuster. Certainly, it couldn't be everything that they want it to be regardless. Um and if it was as cruel as they wanted it to be, it would only take one senator to shut it down. Yeah. And uh, and the idea that they would somehow be able to pressure every single Democrat somehow into going along with Donald Trump's idea of, I suppose, mounting 50 cows on top of the wall and 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 digging a moat and filling it with alligators and acid Um um, I, I, hydrochloric acid, obviously not uh, not the psychedelic, which would be really weird for the alligators. I think now that I think think about it, um, but yeah, so uh, it, it, it can wait. The whole thing, fentanyl can wait. Uh, the migrant crisis can wait. He, Trump can come down and and come in and shut the border down. Now to do that, and I don't know why this doesn't cross my mind. He would have to declare another public health emergency. Oh, he's good at that. Yeah. Well, I mean, he obviously did. One of the one of the curious things you'll see on the Internet amongst his biggest supporters, especially his biggest uh, Q-leaning celebrity supporters, is that it was indeed Donald Trump who started the lockdowns. It was indeed Donald Trump who promoted the vaccines. It was indeed Operation Warp Speed that rushed the whole thing and didn't and made short shrift of, uh, you know, vaccine safety and, you know, jumped through all these tests and made it everything move as fast as they possibly could, which made yeah. everybody nervous about taking them on uh, on the you know maggot side of the equation. They will. Lots of them are are very down on Donald Trump specifically for that reason. The other reason they are down on Donald Trump, of course, is that even if he served, he could only serve four years, that he will not be back in office for a full eight. They desperately need. Um, and what about know, the people that say he's currently president now? Yeah, those people have gotten very quiet. Uh, yeah. There's still eight or ten of them. You know, uh, they, the, the Daily Show can occasionally find a few of those folks at the Trump rallies and they go to all of them. Yeah, um, I uh, I got to say, I, early on, it was lunacy 
but it's it it looked like they thought it was plausible for real. It's been years now. Years. The, it, it, Donald Trump is not running the white hat military while Biden runs the evil military. Joe right. Biden is not signing fake bills at an Amazon Studios <laughs> mock-up of the Oval Office. But like, that is so clearly absurd. You know, my favorite, Jenny mm. my favorite conspiratorial aspect of the sort of QAnon crowd. You know what my favorite one is? Oh, is when, when Donald Trump left the White House, if you'll recall, and Joe Biden was moving in, if he was at all, excuse sure. me. Um, during that time, there were videos popping up all over the place of allegedly children being released from the White House that were in tunnels underneath the White House where they were being consumed for food. While, mm. of course, gallows were being set up on the White House lawn for the uh, tribunals where they would hang, I, I guess, Hillary Clinton's clone because they'd already killed her at Gitmo three or four times. So they keep they're so mad at Hillary Clinton that they just keep cloning her and killing the clone, which sure. seems seems like abortion to me. I don't know if that like <laughs> right after birth, because the thing's only a day old. How can it be guilty of anything just because it has is memory what makes you guilty or the action your, itself? Like if I mm. convinced you you done something wrong, are you guilty of that thing even if you did it? Can you hypnotize someone into being guilty of a murder they never committed? It's a greater question for another time, Johnny Million. But it's a it's it, yeah. But this one they wrestle with almost as much as they wrestle with reality. But these folks were talking. They were showing little. For, first of all, I think it was like actually images of tours, like Easter egg hunt tours. You know that pieces snippets of video of kids walking around from that from years before. Okay, and they were using those pieces of videos and saying this is happening right now. My question for you, Johnny Mayer, maybe you can figure this out for me. Is if indeed uh, there was a baby eating cabal run by Democrats and the Illuminati and what have you, I'm listening. people, blah, blah, blah. And there, it, that exists. And uh, it, it, Democrats largely did that. And Donald Trump was the guy that came in and cleaned it all up. Right. Mm. He's the guy who was ordained by God to fight this off. Work with me on. This. Thank goodness. Run me through this. All right. If that is indeed the case. Why were the children not released from the secret baby eating tunnels under the White House when he first showed up? Why have we n- never seen children freed from tunnels underneath the White House um, who were clearly being consumed as food um, until after Donald Trump lo- left office? Why? Why would it be at the end of his term we see that for the first time versus at the beginning of his first time a term where we would see that for the first time? I'm very confused. I don't know. Johnny you don't Biden. eat you don't eat babies like that all at once, you know. So like maybe maybe they were like baby parts, so they weren't all that mobile. I don't know. See, that still would be at the beginning, though, because the idea yeah. is that he doesn't do it and they do it, and that Obama was engaged in it, and even I mean Cheney, I gotta say, almost. Like you had me at Cheney. Like if you're like, uh, as as politicians go, and you have a list, who would eat babies? <laughs> you're like, uh, um, that guy, the guy yeah, who shot Cheney his friend with the the, in the face. Yeah. Right. I'm like, of all of them, not saying he. I have a, I have no evidence that he did. But he if shot I was his like, friend in the face, and then his friend apologized to him. That guy's a yeah. baby eater. 
Yeah, that's that. That would that would uh, that would <laughs> that would. Uh, I'm convinced that if I had to pick one, he'd be the yeah. one. That said, again, why why were there no children released? Let's say as soon as Trump got into office, wouldn't you, Johnny Million? Let's say you're president. You come in. Okay. You take the oath. I'm everything, full of babies. Everything your cult members said was true, mm-hmm. right? And yep. and uh, you you find all these memorandums all over the table that they were about to engage in until you got elected. Luckily, you were all over the table there. The, the bill, the executive order to rename Pennsylvania, Transylvania and trans mm-hmm. every kid in the state against their will because the cabal wants it that way. The giant right. baby milkshake eating, you know, uh, like oh. factory um, that's oh, being set up. In, on, that hit a little yeah. different. Hell. Yeah. Well, that's what they say. That's that's what Roseanne says. So there's this big they're going to turn NORAD, one of the NORAD sites into a, a baby liquefying um, processing plant. Well, wow, Trucker so John in the chat has up. actually been off of eating babies for eighteen months now. Good for him. I think yeah. that's. I think that's it's good. I mean, I think it. Yeah, went, keep coming back. Oddly, it, it went out of fashion when Trump left office. Uh, yeah. Oddly enough, is my point. But let's just say you you go in there and all these things are laid out in front of you. You know, like this bill, this executive order to give rich people seven thousand dollars subsidies. Um, the, 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 the executive order that the, the last president was going to sign that was going to make Kofefe the national beverage. And you're like, thank God I got here just in time. And then you see, oh, by the way, the basement is full of babies and they're all going to, they're all set to be put in a blender at about noon to feed the lizard aliens that you defeated <laughs> in the election. Um, would you wait four years to set them free? It, it it um depends on my mood probably depends on my mood it would it would it would you're that way i know that about you wake i like, wake up every day and be like today's not the day i like the babies where they are you get around to it when you get around to it that's the yeah that's the that's the thing that I as think soon as i let the babies go where do they go yeah that's the johnny million um when he runs for president that's what it's going to say on the bumper sticker we'll get around to it when we get yeah. around to it like yeah no, <laughs> Promises and then made. Dot, 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 specifically babies. Yeah, promises made. We'll see. <laughs> That's the thing. We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. I mean, talk about a, a, a boy. Was that a cul-de-sac of weirdness? But again, it's a question that plagues me. It's the Health Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. I know I'm only on one day a week. I get it. I'm going to have to jump on uh, GarageBand and start sawing something together. This is the house bar show. And then a guitar note. And then progressive. And all that. Yeah, it's going to be good. Hey, how? Did you mean something like this? This is the house bar show. And then a guitar note. And then progressive. And all that. Yeah, it's going to be good. The House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, uh, I I will say, um, you know, the are you gonna be watching? By the way, Johnny. Oh, we lost Johnny. No, there he is. Okay. Are you gonna be watching? Space heater. I, I yes, I have a I have a space heater back here in the garage where I'm doing the show because nice. it's chilly. I'm wearing a coat for that very reason. This is crazy. Like. 
Yeah, um, it's Cal- it's California, man. What's happening? So, um, are you going to be watching the Super Bowl tomorrow? Uh, I don't think so. I'm sad. Neither team I wanted in there is in there. All right. So you're you're protesting. Yeah, I'm going to watch a bunch of movies with uh, Mrs. Million. I see. So you're pro- you're protesting because the teams you like are not in, not because exactly. Taylor Swift is a devil worshiping witch who is trying to control the minds of children. And that's why she has uh, the bottoms of her boots. are I'm, Right. I've been a victim of her psyop for for years and years. Are you? Uh, oh, you were like a, a, hypno, a hypnotized Swifty. You're a rock. Oh, Swifty. yeah. Long ago. I see. I came home. Uh, obviously, uh, the, the whatever her tractor beam is is obviously having an effect on our household because I came home and found uh, my girlfriend Summer watching the documentary uh, from a couple of years ago where she was trying to decide whether to come out politically during specifically, um, you know, sort of Trump's attacks on women. And, uh, and you know, I, I got to say, if you're going to go after John Mayer, you might you got to go after Trump. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to go, uh, there, there's a how much damage can your ex really do? Versus the guy who can actually change women's rights across the country. Yeah. So I think that makes sense. And also, um, I, uh, that, that, that Kelsey Swift relationship thing that's become like American royalty, but not whatever. I'm kind of fine with that in a weird way. I, you know, because it's, there's nothing to it. I don't mind, I don't mind celeb royalty because it's silly and all it does is eat up pages in People magazine, which is, you know, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, uh, so much, uh, outhouse wallpaper as far as I'm concerned. Um, so I, I don't mind. I, I my problem is real royalty. Um, I don't want that. I want us to avoid that. I think that's a mistake. I think monarchies are a problem, which is the interesting part about how Donald Trump's biggest fans sort of view him they believe for all practical purposes the man is the king of america and that's what they would want and the thing would be better that's where his whole like dictator talk comes from that's i'm king of the world yeah that's right yeah king of the world ma yeah um so i i suppose um well they have these they have the confused moments on them like i said they're at one point they are wrestling with the idea that's that he's the guy who started the lockdowns, that he's the guy who listened to Dr. Fauci and he's the, you know, he started the lockdowns, Joe Biden ended them. That's that. And it's so bad. They have such like, I would say TDS Trump derangement syndrome is really about people who will side with him no matter what, as opposed to people who hate him based on the traits that he is a a unrepentant sexual assaulter and a disgusting man and he's cheated charities and he's he's not anywhere near the businessman he said he was and all the accoutrement that goes with that all the all the many the myriad of stories it does you don't have to be deranged to not like this guy he's an idiot he's a second generation rich kid he's uh he screwed up his dad's businesses and if he'd have just left his inheritance alone he would actually be as rich as he says he is now but he's blown everything I think you, the derangement part comes when no matter what he does, you seem to jump in that he is America and America first and America first. Well, let me tell you this: on, let, in no one, like in no uncertain terms, unequivocally, uh, you cannot be America first and want America to have a dictator or a monarch. 
period. America is at its essence, and they will they go, we're not a democracy, we're a republic. You're right, we're a republic that uses democracy as our method of choosing uh, choosing our leader. So it's a distinction without a difference, knock it off. But if you want to eliminate that democratic process and simply have either an electoral college that only goes to landowners, um, which is very much like the, the Lord's system in England, you know, when, when the king got too demented, eventually the Lords would step in and go, okay, okay. Not him, the other brother. I know this one's in line, but I think he's got to take a, he's got to go visit the Moors. We'll take the second son that's coming in. He's a little power hungry, but at least he's not that inbred. You know, his his eyes aren't so close together that he's a cyclops. So, uh, well, you know, he's not like Robert the Bruce, syphilitic in a tower making those kind of decisions. So um, I don't know how you can be America first and then want to deny people their right to vote. Now, one of the things they talk about, he wants voter ID. We need voter ID. One day of voting, voter ID. Voter ID and one day of voting. Okay. Uh, First of all, one day of voting is a rallying cry of uh, business people who know they can always give themselves a day off, but pressure their workers into not taking the day off. Um, if it's not a national, if you want to make it a national holiday, then we'll have a conversation about it being one day and that's the primary day. However, uh, you got to le- obviously leave it open to people who, who can't for whatever reason. Let's say what are, a myriad of people who, even if it's a holiday, still have to work. Bank holidays don't let everybody off work. Obviously, right. uh, you know, a lot of first responders, a lot of doctors and nurses, um, lab techs, people who are, you know, working in time sensitive industries. I guess nobody who works at a nuclear facility or a, or a, a refinery, um, except the people in the, I guess the executives or the managerial class can take time off to go vote, right? There's this, you know, uh, America's steel mills will have to shut down, you know, a week before so the, so that they can cool off the the system so that they don't seize up while everybody's gone for 12 hours, that kind of stuff. Never mind that. Never mind the fact that I'm all for, and let's, let's be abundant. I'm all for a national ID. You want voter ID. Cool. But that means every U S citizen gets a, an ID card that is theirs that has their, their thumbprint or their iris or something identifiable that goes with their person attached to this thing that proves that this is who they are and they are this, and that the federal government gives you this and no one can take it away. You cannot, unlike a driver's license or any of these other IDs that they have in the state where they can be kept while you're awaiting trial or if you're out on bond or if you have a traffic citation, uh, because that used to be the gig. You the, they used to do it um, is they would... Take away your idea. Take your driver's license. I'm going to hang on to your driver's license until you show up for court. And all you had to do, and they still do it all over the South. And so in the South, all you got to do about a week before the election, start pulling over black people. Just start pulling them over. Pull over anybody you don't want to vote. The blue haired girl, you know, who works at the grocery store, who, you, you know, has a Biden, anybody with a Biden sticker, you start pulling them over and go, you get your ID back when it's it. And then you need a voter ID to vote. I've just eliminated your vote and it's not my fault. You broke the law. 
sort of, even if you're found innocent later on. I had your ID the whole time. Give us a federal ID that everybody can have and for free. You don't have to pay for it. Doesn't cost anything. It's provided to you by the, you know, through your tax dollars. Unlike your driver's license, which requires a fee, which could be seen as a poll tax. That must be a a part of it. Now, Democrats have suggested a similar system many, many times, um, specifically to deal with the fact that southern states would take away people's driver's licenses um, and their uh, their state IDs, which they would use to vote um, right before elections to to try and lower the vote in their areas. Democrats have suggested this national ID that's free and provided by the federal government. Why are Republicans against it? Besides the fact that it'll help people vote because it's the mark of the devil, of course, because you, you will not buy and sell anything, but without his mark. And it's got a UPC symbol or a, you know, or a, a barcode or a QR code on it that represents who you are. And therefore that is the mark of the beast. That's what we're up against. That's, that's what speaker Mike Johnson represents. This is the, the ad absurdum direction of the Republican Party. This is where that leads to. In the same way that Ronald Reagan's statement about the, you know, the, the whatever, the seven or 11 worst words you can hear is I'm from the government and I'm here to help you, that whole business. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, being the scariest phrase you can ever hear. Mm-hmm. The ad absurdum situation you find yourself in is the Rand Paul anarchical idea that we should be able to drown our entire government in the, in the bathtub. In the bathtub. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, right. Never, never mind it. Never, uh, you know, you, you can't be protected from, you know, natural disasters or foreign influence or any of these things. If your government is that small, when your country is this big and never mind the fact that it would allow the worst kind of multinational corporations to run roughshod over every safety precaution that we have come to expect in this country. And never mind what it would do for food safety or or vehicle safety or or the FAA, for God's sake. Never mind that. Um, it's just flat out un-American. Why would you want to kneecap your own government in the face of the threats that you say exist in the world. If you're saying, if Donald Trump is saying to, to these Republicans, the, they're sending, they're not sending their best, they're sending criminals, they're sending rapists, they're sending drugs, you know, that whole business, which he's just reiterating. I'm sure some of them are fine people. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's running on that. It is the same statement. The whole idea that they're, they're emptying their prisons, they're emptying their mental institutions in insane, insane asylums. And I think those are different things. Um, that him saying this, you know, that that's what these countries are up to. If you really believed, which they don't, but if you really believed that this is what they were up to, if you really believed that these governments are multiple governments the world over are are engaged in a conspiracy to dump their criminally insane and violent perpetrators in Mexico and give them a compass and a bottle of water and just say walk north and attack the United States as an invasion of crazy people like it's a zombie attack if you really believed that, um, then why would you want the government that small? How do you how do you seal the border with a government that small? Uh, other than make other than conscript citizens 
to patrol the border because that's what this is. I mean, what do you think the convoy was? The convoy was a bunch of like rednecks going, if the CBP isn't going to do it, we're going to do it ourselves. And so they drove down there to try and, and saw nothing, turned around and went home. Talk about like, as Eddie Izzard would say, something that collapsed like a flan in a cupboard. There are a myriad of stories we've heard many, many times, conspiratorial ideas that the Republicans put forward about this, the caravans, all this stuff. And so what was the what's the ultimate answer to their caravans headed towards our border full of crazy people and dangerous criminals? Well, yeah, obviously our own caravan. We got to fight caravans with caravans. So off they went. And what happened? They drove down there, set up this little cardboard stage that looked like it was, you know, the the porch of a Cracker Barrel, had Sarah Palin talk for eight minutes, paid her 30 grand or some odd number to go down there and, yeah, and speak at this ridiculousness, had Ted Nugent come down there and play like a, a... I don't know, a semi-acoustic set? I don't know. You had a hollow body and a Kemper and no drums. I don't know what the heck that was. Have him come down there and say something. Realize the Customs and Border Patrol is doing their job and that the issue isn't doesn't have anything to do with the material border itself. We got plenty of people. We got plenty of gear. We got plenty of surveillance. The issue is processing people. And, and if the faster we can process people, the faster we can realize that a bunch of them don't qualify for asylum and can be sent back home. But right. – until they're processed under international law and our own law, they got to hang around. And so because they got to hang around, we're releasing a bunch more people into the country. And that's where you see the, the difficulty coming. If they if they wanted to actually solve the problem and had the people processing it down, the Biden bill that just went through would take the asylum processing phase down from, I mean, an unending number of years, five years in some cases, to 90 days adjudication and clearance or or removal in 90 days. That's enough, by the way, where you can keep people in a facility instead of having to send them to housing, which is the other big hang up. Republicans don't want to solve this because it's too useful as a talking point. That's it. Donald Trump has said as much and everybody knows it. If he can't talk about the border, he's got nothing to talk about. Right. The, Biden, the Biden administration has backed them into a corner because I got news for you. The, the, the strategy out of the Biden White House has been brilliant. If Republicans vote for this bill, they kill their talking point. And if they don't vote for this bill, they kill their talking point. And Democrats are going to keep bringing this up for the next five months until it either passes or they or they get all the way to the end of the primary. He is now the nominee. And they could just hang it around his neck like an albatross. We got to take yep. a break. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Attention, attention. Stop what you're doing. Because we're coming back to the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Oh my God! They went a little crazy with it, and I appreciate it. Now let's get back with House Parks Radio Program Mega Worldwide. Um, so uh, th- there are a couple of things I would um, I would caution people against is uh, in the in the world of social media, especially after we watched the Tucker Carlson blather 
um, with uh, Vladimir Putin is that um, you you will never be asked by me or anybody, uh, m- maybe by Johnny Million on his music stream, which is, of course, uh, YouTube.com. I will ask you for your password and birthday. Right. Yeah. Other than that, that's fine. Um, yeah. But to uh, to like, I guess, put aside your critical thinking skills and operate on some sort of artificial naivete. You know, I'm not going to ever ask anybody to do that. I'm, as a matter of fact, quite the opposite. I would like you to when, especially in social media, I want you to every time somebody sends you an outrage message where they're like, can you believe this is actually happening? I want you to be at least able to run through your head. Well, like, well, maybe that's not what's actually happening. Maybe it's something else. And I'll listen to this. Maybe, <laughs> so there's maybe a I can't believe it. Yeah, maybe maybe there's something else there. And I and um, and um, Pete in our chat brought something up and I and it's a good example of this. And I'll uh, run you by this because some people um, looking for homeless in San Francisco, pure coincidence, China's China president comes over, couldn't find any homeless individuals. OK, the um, the streets where uh, Xi Jinping was going to travel in um, in San Francisco that they drove him down, they cleared people of those streets because I got news for you. Um, if you wanted to kill Xi Jinping and we didn't move homeless people, you would just dress up like a homeless person and cause an international incident. And there are enough people, both Chinese expats and the like, who would like to do him in that you have to do that. That's It's that simple. It's not that they're just cleaning it up to make it look nice for him so that he's under the illusion there aren't homeless people. He has internet, even if he doesn't let his own people use it. So the key here um, is to recognize that there are other factors at play all the time. And this goes to what I'm talking about, about how the, the right are talking about the border. Because this idea that they somehow, let's just go with seal the border. Let's just go with that statement alone. If you did that, you would destroy the Texas economy. The, the, right now, Mexico is America's biggest trading partner. They outpaced China starting last year. Imports from Mexico have now officially outpaced China um, in for two quarters uh, for the first time in decades. And we have more um, like labor partnerships with Mexico than any other country. One of the other reasons why, you know, Biden and Blinken uh, spoke to the president of Mexico and, and why they put more troops on their southern border and why they're watching this, because Mexico's middle class is growing and they are outgrowing the phase that they have been in where the cartels have run things for quite some time. And they, they're trying to stabilize because they're they're kind of as a country maturing in that regard. In a you know, as far as their economic power and the alignment of Mexico, Canada and the United States, which has been at play for a very long time. And what was the purpose of NAFTA and the modifications of NAFTA that made it the USMCA, which are basically like tweaks that every treaty, every trade deal needs to be updated all the time. You know, we we call these things that, you know, a, a constant name without recognizing there are revisions and versions every single time these things come up. That they're doing this out of uh, 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 their own sort of self-preservation of their ideas and what they want to accomplish as much as they are trying to help us or they're afraid of what we might do to them, for the record. So I, I would I would encourage people to kind of is, 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 is there someone walking around with a bucket? That's is Phil. Oh, Phil. <laughs> Sorry. Bucket. Oh, there's fill your bucket. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, there he is. OK, gotcha. It sounded like it was in the background. Yeah, Phil will be joining us in just a moment from uh, Ukraine. And uh, I will copy and post post him into our uh, 
um, are seeing in a moment. So he'll be able to join us online. But I want everybody, when especially when we're talking about um, the the Tucker Carlson interview, which, again, we will get into with Phil on the other side of this, is that I think we saw Tucker Carlson confronted by his own assumptions about what Vladimir Putin even, you know, had intended on attacking Ukraine, what he was going to do, and and his preconceived notions about it, which he clearly led him in a couple of the questions on, um, were called into question right in front of him. The the post interview clip that he po- that was up on, I think, the Christian Broadcasting Network that they had posted of of Tucker Carlson right after he did his interview. Um, showed a showed a Tucker Carlson that was baffled by what he was hearing, and that he he was I guess he was expecting to roll in there, talk to the person that Donald Trump has described, a man sharp as a tack who knows what he's doing and wouldn't have done any of this, but for um, the the big bad old USA and NATO made him, and when that turned out not to be the case. He was confronted with his own BS. It's one of the reasons why this will, you know, as far as news cycle go, come and go embarrassingly fast for Elon and for Tucker Carlson and for any of the sort of Putin sucks that have been operating in the background. And like I said, we'll talk with Phil about that after the at the top of the hour. Um, But it is indicative of a. Uh, of a special of a certain kind of malady you will find in social media around certain talking points that just they just gain ground and i guess it's the old you know a uh, uh, lie is halfway around the world before the truth gets its pants on which is a very what was the truth and the lie doing in bed in the first place i i you know that's it's a very curious thing um i guess the truth should never take its pants off i think is the moral of yeah. that story i suppose keep your pants on yeah right hey truth Keep your pants on. That's a, a except a, when you're driving. Pants off when driving. All right, that's it, we're getting a series. When Don, look, at some point when you run for office, Johnny Million, we're you're going to have the weirdest set of bumper stickers of any candidate this side. Whenever of you get around to it, pants off when driving. That's it's not not at all. <laughs> whatever. That, you're, that's just your way of making friends with truckers. <laughs> You're embarrassing Phil. He's in the background covering his oh, eyes. He loves it. He's the chat knows what I'm talking about. Ask Andrea. Andrea takes her pants off every day on my stream and drives home oh, like a that out of hell. Well, I, I, you don't want to st- get stuck in traffic that way. It's the only way to be safe. Is it? Okay. I'll take your word for it. Um, <laughs> is it? <laughs> is it, though? Is it? Because I got news for you. If I tried that, um, I'd have all kinds of folks following me home, asking me all kinds of questions. That's right. Absolutely. Um, That said, uh, (laughs) um, by the way, um, don't forget, Johnny Million does have a a live stream where most of this will make sense if you actually watch him. Uh, you know, do any of this stuff. And I I would like to bring up so much guitar on the stream. So much guitar. Well, I should. Like the whole time. By the way, I just want to um, say that um, the sexy liberal is coming to Minneapolis, Philly, Madison, Wisconsin, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Seattle, Denver, Boston, Atlanta, New York City, Portland, New Durham, York City, 
New right. York City, Air, um, uh, I think uh, Phoenix, um, Kansas City, Los Angeles, and D.C. And that's just so far. We're going to be adding some dates. I hope we add at least one uh, another one a month. That's basically two a month at this point, um, with the with the rare exception. Um, and then, of course, Chicago will be in August, um, August seventeenth. That one's selling out fast. That's at the Vic. And um, already, I think we're close to getting sold out. That's so so cool. according to the, yeah, it's very exciting. Um, and then, of course, if you if you miss out on that one, um, Madison, Wisconsin, uh, at the Barrymore is in May. Oh, so you can go neat. there. And also, by the way, I might add um, all the you know for the most part because this is topical political comedy, the jokes change. I'm always right. I'm writing the day of half the time because of all the weirdness we go through. Can you imagine how much easier it used to be when presidential jokes and talking points did years when a when a Reagan comic could go, well, I don't recall for six years and get a laugh Uh from that stuff. We we end up having to write new craziness every day. So check out those shows when they come. I'll be posting all those dates very, very soon. But uh, it sounds like we're coming to a town here. You will be going to take a break right now. We'll be back with Philip Itner right after the news. It's the House Park Radio Program Mega Worldwide. Now with 100% more Johnny Million. <laughs> all right, what? You're listening to the House Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. I've had people walk out of me before, but not when I was being so charming. Video streaming at HouseSparks.com. Well, I don't care for you or for the people who smudge your trowling out. Damn, must face little pimp stick. True progressive talk. Might be a good time for you guys to give up. Well, I'm, of course, uh, having uh, issues hearing Johnny Million, which is hilarious uh, during this whole thing. So we'll we'll figure out a way to make that work for me. But Philip Bittner joins us right now from Kiev. How are you, sir? Welcome. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, it's been relatively quiet uh, for the last couple of nights here in Kiev. But sadly, other places around the country are getting pelted. Uh, mm-hmm. Because they're running out of anti-air, you know, anti-air, you know, well, air defense uh, munitions. Munitions. Or, yep. Yeah. Uh, Kharkiv got really, really hit badly today. Really tragic stories out of there, and could have been preventable had we not, you know, stopped sending ammunition here. Uh, right now, four or five months since we had a, a shipment from the states. At least the Europeans are stepping up, but yep, uh, missiles are getting through, and uh, that's because we're we're uh, we're not giving these people the defenses uh, or the weaponry that, that we need to. And then, of course, there's the interview to discuss, which I yes. will discuss one time and one time only because that's As all you do. it is worthy of. Right. But before we talk about, like, what was said in whatever that thing was, because I don't know if it was an interview or just a Ooh. kind of a diatribe by a indicted war criminal. Right. Um, I will say this. Uh, before we talk about what was discussed and what was said, on a professional level, it was pathetic. Yes, it was. It was. It was I mean, like as an interviewer, I, I I have been a journalist for thirty years. I have conducted literally hundreds of interviews. Yeah, that was bad. I mean, that was yeah. professionally bad. He was. Yeah. he was unprepared. He was clearly out of his depth. Uh, Carlson, I'm talking about here. He didn't know his subject matter. He didn't know. He didn't. He 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 didn't. He was lost. He he completely lost control 
uh, of the dialogue. I mean, now in an interview, you can, it's kind of like a tango, an interview. You can, you can let somebody else lead for a while, but you know, there's, there's gotta be a, 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 you know, a back and forth. And he never had that. And and he just let Putin say, and, and just drone on. I mean, my God. I mean, he tried occasionally, I guess, to to to, to interrupt, uh, you know, in, in, during like a thirty or forty minute, just bizarre, unhinged, just vomiting of this, biz- you know, the weird take on European history. And yeah. it, it was just professionally on a pro- purely professional level. Uh, 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 aside from anything that was discussed, it was a catastrophe. It was just yeah. really and boring. My God, boring. Right. Well, that was the, that was the other aspect of it that I thought was very curious was um, you had so many of these folks um, that were uh, or so many of these moments, rather, where he try, it looked like he was like trying to get him back on track a little bit because he knew he was doing this without editing. Right. He knew he was doing this. The whole point they made was that he's going to he's going to do this thing and and we're not going to cut anything out because that's what the the western media would do. And then it was like it's like Putin just jumped on this and went, "Oh, I can just keep talking and this idiot has to actually uh, I guess, like say he it. filibustered it." I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, look, you can say what you want and I know the maga types to have this criticism of like western media, but there's a reason why we edit interviews because Yeah. You know, it makes it flow better. It, it, it you uh-huh. can actually cut things out when it's superfluous and, 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 you know, just a waste of time. You're wasting everybody's yeah. time. That's why you edit. You know, that's one of the reasons why right. you edit. But it, it was mm-hmm. just, I mean, and, and, and the softball questions and the, and right. the clear lies that he was saying that Tucker didn't right. even have the, experience or the intellectual curiosity to be forearmed and, you know, forewarned is forearmed. It's the, to be able to push back on what we're going to, he was clearly going to lie about these things. And, and, yeah. and Tucker wasn't prepared. At all. And, and, you know, the thing is how here's, here's yeah. like, I've been thinking about what I wanted to say to you tonight about this and to the audience is that, right. Look, man, he didn't have to be, it's not like he had to go in there and be combative. It, it, you know, there are lots of ways to interview a person and he, sure. this is a head of state and you, you know, you want to, you, you don't want to get necessary. It doesn't have to be adversarial, but he could have at least asked questions that had substance to him, but he was so unprepared that he didn't like, I, I can think of two off the, you know, I was thinking about this today. I can think of two that would have been right. an easy thing for him to do. He could have brought up the indictment by the ICC and said, Mr. President, here is your opportunity to respond to the indictment and the accusation that has been leveled against you. You are a world leader. It is an unusual thing that you have been indicted and you, you know, you're limited in your movement. What would you like to say to the Hague? And that's not adversarial. Yeah. That's, that's giving him an opportunity to respond to right. the indictment. Or he yes. could have said, Hey, you know, the United States is saying, that they might consider, uh, you know, uh, uh, seizing $300 billion worth of Russian assets and transferring that to Ukraine. Yeah. If the Americans were to do that, what would your response be? That would be newsworthy. That yeah. 
would not be adversarial or you know necessarily adversarial or combative. It would have allowed Putin to express something that maybe we could have all learned from. But instead, he tossed these softball things, and he was clearly trying to get him to say, you know, why did you feel you needed to invade? Uh, Vladimir, just say NATO. Just say NATO. That's all you have to do. And he right. goes on this, you know, thing about, you know, historical, you know, reasons why Poland was responsible for the Nazi invasion. I mean, it's just yeah. absolutely yeah, that part, out I have of to control. Say, like, yeah, that part was kind of amazing. Um, and yeah. it seemed like the part that had the like the biggest kind of reaction from what little reaction there was from uh, Tucker Carlson, where he was just basically like looking at him like he was crazy, which is one of his shticks. Um, was this so you got this real recognition like, oh, I I'm not going to get from this what I thought I was going to get from this. I'm being a use. I am being a useful idiot. This is the, yeah. that's the face you have when you realize Hillary Clinton is right about you because <laughs> she called she called yeah. him a useful idiot uh, yesterday. And she's absolutely right that he keyed himself up. And he was like. The other thing, too, is Tucker Carlson constantly using the we phrase just like. Trump does, which is like all of a sudden when you're in trouble and you're making stupid mistakes and you're making ridiculous decisions, suddenly it's we, you know, it's not, it's not me. I'm not interviewing him. We're interviewing. The reason we're interviewing is like nobody else is sitting there. Nobody's feeding you questions. You don't have a producer in an earpiece. You've got a translator and that's you. So you are interviewed. This is Barbara Walters didn't go, you know, didn't lay off all of her, any bad interviews that she might've had over the years on, on 60 minutes or CBS or, you know what I mean? Like she, it was the Barbara Walters interview. Like this is, yeah. this was the Tucker Carlson network on X, TCN on X, which is just like, I mean, good Lord. I mean, I'm so shocked yeah. that Elon Musk doesn't change the name of uh, Twitter to Molly now. Cause it's just a weird, dumb drug reference. But at, at what point, you know, you talk about this a lot. He brought up Catherine the Great. And I think a lot of people kind of take for granted in what you're talking about, about how like nervous he is about losing the ground that Catherine the the Great got and won. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it's obviously on his mind. It's obviously paramount to, uh, you know, and could it be that there was economic reasons why over the next decade, if he didn't seize Ukraine or attack Ukraine, Crimea would have economically slipped away from his control over the course of the next decade and that the, the Donbass in that area would have drifted away and more towards Europe. If you're, you, let's say Ukraine makes a deal, the Donbass and Crimea are still under Russian control, but everybody there starts balking at it and going, why are the other Ukrainians having so much fun? Why are we stuck under you? You know, yeah. to, you know, well, and it's also a drain on the. Uh, it's a drain on Russian resources. Sure, you know, they're going to have. They're going to have to now pay pensions in the four uh, republic, you know, quote unquote, new republics that they've been. Yeah, you know, forcibly they took a referendum basically under the gun. So you know that's legitimate. Mm -hmm. But okay, so he's uh, he's absorbed four more. Not republics, but what what are called oblasts. Uh, yeah, oblasts like a state. state. Yeah. Um. And, but now, now that the, you you bought it, you own it, baby. You got to mm -hmm. take care of it, you mm -hmm. know. And that's going to be a drain on on Russia's coffers. And Russia doesn't have a very good history when it comes to taking care of its provinces and its outlying oblasts. I mean, go to take your pick. Go to Murmansk. Go to go to Arkhangelsk. Mm -hmm. Go to you know go to Perm. You know the the, mm -hmm. the drop off 
from St. Petersburg and Moscow down yeah. to the provinces is huge. And so yeah. now is Donbass is like mm-hmm. Zaporizhia Oblast or Kherson Oblast, which has now right. been absorbed into Russia. Are they going to be taken care of? Because again, not a good record. I agree a hundred percent. I think, I think he is, I think he is realizing he is in a really um, desperate state. And I have seen people analyzing this, uh, yeah. As you know, I, I, I'm kind of involved, uh, you know, in this kind of, you know, whether it's academics or journalists or all this kind of stuff who 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 are w- Russia watchers, people who, uh, unlike Tucker Carlson, you know, spend a lot of time studying this. This is not something for amateurs. This is this is a topic right. that is incredibly complex. And Tucker clearly didn't do his due diligence. He clearly didn't have somebody who was brought in to kind of like give him a, you know, a, a, a really intense download of like, okay, this is what he's probably going to say. These are the topics he's going to probably bring up. He did none of that. There are people who dedicate their lives to studying in Russia. He was so out of his depth. Yeah. And it, it was, it, you know, people have, lo- have, have looked at this interview and said, you know what we see? So I have heard this, you know, said several times in, in these circles is we think that this shows how desperate Putin is. That he yeah. that this was a this is a sign of desperation, and and for him to start to look like the reasonable one, like he's actually offering a ceasefire deal, which he is not, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, right. that was one. That was one. That was one piece of of. There were two things that I found uh, newsworthy in, in this whole just disaster. And that yeah. was him bringing up uh, Gershkovich, uh, Evan, you know, the wall street journal reported that was right. That was good. That was good. Yep. Um, and, and the other thing was his declaration uh, about how um, there had been this attempt for a ceasefire at the very beginning of the war, but the Western powers, you know, uh, and notably mm-hmm. Boris Johnson had scuppered it. That's a lie. It's mm-hmm. a straight up lie. Uh, Boris yeah. Johnson went to uh, Ukraine to show, to hand carry satellite imagery, highly sensitive satellite imagery from our Five Eyes partners, showing that the Russians were not being honest about the ceasefire back then, and that they were actually reorganizing for another right. uh, potential strike and, in Odessa. And I don't. I, it was hard to tell. We got to take a break, but it was hard to yeah. tell from the interview who was spoon who was spoon feeding that to who because it seemed like that was one of the few clearly strategically agreed upon question and answer parts of it that there were, you know, in this interview, believe me, he's going to clear what you get to ask him about and what you get to say and what you're going to tee up. And if he's going to, well, he met for several hours the day before, what was that all about? They, yeah, they, they, they gamed it out. The only thing that was weird about it was that when Putin got lost in this little historical cult, they got in the room, the, the interaction fell apart. I want to, Bring up that uh, we, we got to keep on that subject on the other side because there's more to yes. discuss about that Absolutely. proposed ceasefire that was scuppered. It was all lies. Absolutely G- agreed. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide, now on uh, now with 100 more. Johnny Million on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Johnny, can I hear you? You're locked into the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. We are back. 
All right. Well, thank you, Johnny Million, and so are you, and that's a good thing. Uh, by the way, uh, like, subscribe, give a thumbs up, support the show, uh, YouTube. Um, you, there's It's Johnny Million. There's uh, Philip Bittner's page on, on YouTube. And then, of course, there's Infotainment Wars on YouTube. If you go to at Infotainment Wars, that will take you to our page, and, uh, and you can uh, subscribe. You can like. You can support the show in any way that you see fit. Ways that are free and ways that are uh, financially helpful. What it's up to you. That said, now we were talking about um, both off air and in the lead into this 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 Tucker Carlson interview because it was more indicative, I think, of a greater problem, a greater issue. Um, you know, both of him being led around by the nose. This this on one hand choreographed interview between him and Vladimir Putin, between Tucker and Vladimir Putin, and on the other hand, Vladimir Putin just kind of taking the reins and taking this thing wherever he wanted it to go. Yeah. You know, I mean, they was, met. It, it was just they met it, the whole thing several, was very peculiar. Yeah, they met for several hours before they filmed the interview. I mean, he went to the Kremlin for several hours yeah. the day before, and I'm sure they were hashing it out. But at the end of the day, when it's just two guys sitting down in a room together, clearly yeah. the 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 dialogue, the 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 communication, the conversation, which a good interview is supposed to be, a good interview should just be a natural conversation. And um, the, yeah. in, the the interaction between these two men clearly fell apart. I mean, the disdain that Putin was showing for for Tucker. I mean, even a you know laughing at him about not being able to get into the CIA. You know, I mean, that was that was humiliating, yeah. was mocking him to his face, mocking him to his face. Right, it was incredible. But I want to quickly before we move on, I want to come back to a couple things that were said because again. But the only two things that I got out of this entire thing, because the rest of it was just useless blathering and nothing we haven't already heard from Vladimir Putin, was was again the the him bringing up yeah. uh, Gershkovich at at the end of the interview by Carlson. That was good. The other thing was was Putin's repeated uh, uh, claim that there was this ceasefire plan that had been forcibly withdrawn by the by by the West. And I I already mentioned that. You know, the, the, the accusation that a lot of the, the MAGA types and the pro-Putin types and the supporters of the Kremlin say is that Boris Johnson went down there and forced Zelensky not to take a, a ceasefire or a peace plan. That's simply not true. You know, again, right. he came down and he showed him evidence that the Russians were, were not being honest about a ceasefire. The, the other thing that had happened, and let's, let's go back to that time. Remember, I mean, this is the advantage of having been here during this entire war and having, having the, the, the institutional knowledge and the and the memory of this is that remember th- this so-called ceasefire offer came about two or three weeks, maybe 10 days even after the liberation of Bucha and the discovery of the, of the, the war crimes and the massacres in Bucha, this country right. was in no mood to negotiate with, with Vladimir Putin. They were furious and rightfully so right. because it was a war crime. If Zelensky had announced just 10 days after this discovery of bodies lying rotting on the road in Bucha, you know, killed, slaughtered, you know, murdered yeah. by Russian soldiers, this country would have gone, he would have lost his, he would have been kicked out of office. Yeah, I mean, right. it just it, think back to that time, you know, so it's not it's just it's not true that a, a real peace offer at that period of time during the war was just not to. And then thirdly and lastly, before we move on, because, God, I want to put this behind us, is is his claim yeah. that, 
oh, we pull, we even pulled back our troops as a sh- as a show of you know of good faith. We pulled back our troops um, from the northern suburbs of, of Kiev. Uh, I've been to the northern suburbs of, 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 of Kiev. I've been to Hostomel. I've been to Bucha. I've seen the graveyards of rusting right. Russian armor. Uh, I have spoken to people, Ukrainian soldiers who fought there. They did not withdraw out of a show of good faith. They withdrew right. because they got their posteriors handed to them and they, they slunk yes. away because they were getting, they were getting absolutely destroyed. So it's all a bunch of lies, and Carlson doesn't have the the wherewithal, the knowledge, the intent, whatever it was, to do right. his job properly. I mean, considering that his job isn't journalism, but rather propaganda, maybe he was. But it, it was a sham. It was too long. It was a waste of time. And all these people who are crowing about how wonderful it is, and oh, mass media and, and corporate media is now – it's now dead because of this, and, and Tucker has just shown the world the, the way to do it. Yeah, keep keep yeah, cling, I, clinging on to that because it ain't going to work. Yeah, I, weeks time, honest to God, I saw – yeah, all the interviews and, and all the kind of post reads I saw, even on the right-wing side of things, were in general panned the thing as both boring and also watching Tucker Carlson basically be led around – by Vladimir mm-hmm. Putin, which is exactly the concern that a lot of people had about what Trump, you know, like Trump basically buying this sort of odd low res hypnosis that that Putin was able to, you know, enact upon him. Right. Where he come out and go, I can't imagine why it would be Russia, sure. that business. That's exactly what we saw here just on, a, you know, uh, you know, the false is strong with weak minds. It was like that kind of a moment. Yeah, and the you whole, know, basically the whole just the said, CIA along, runs thing and Biden is in control. We've heard this before. You're not breaking any new ground, Tucker. I know you want Putin to say this. Right. But we've heard this all before. You're not saying right. this is not newsworthy. Now, the other the other thing I want to talk about, right. of, of, you know, and, and if we if you want to move off of this topic, we I'm more than happy to. We could talk about it a little bit more because there is more to talk about. But the, the one thing I definitely want to include yeah. here before before we, if we do move on is that, um, again, being in this circle of of Russia watchers, Russia experts, uh, both on, yeah. on social media and, you know, and, and, and around the world um, is is that um, the Kremlin apparently, apparently is furious. Yes. The Kremlin is oh, wow. really angry about how this turned out. Because, again, despite what happened on the day before where they tried to hash it out, when it comes right down to it, when it's just two men in two chairs in an empty room, that's on them. And whatever it, whatever yeah. it happens and whatever comes out of that, that's what comes out. And and yeah. in the Kremlin, we are hearing from sources inside the Kremlin, they're really ticked off because it does come off bad. It's boring. Putin is yeah. rambling, and 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 Tucker does absolutely nothing to really try to control the situation. And the Kremlin doesn't like the look. So it, it may right. have very much backfired on the Kremlin. I think so. And and I, I, I yeah. wouldn't be terribly surprised if it also, you know, back, this was supposed to, I think it was supposed to, uh, yeah, I think the whole purpose of this thing was to print like two sound bites out of this two hours, two sound bites that, that, uh, that make every right winger go, aha, see, we should get out of Ukraine. This is, I was right the whole time. It was all about. NATO or the CIA or the West is setting this up and therefore we need to bug out and we're just spending our money. And he's absolutely right about these two things. 
And he got to those beats, but way further into this thing, way after most of the Tucker viewers had given up on it. And then way after people had like realized not very well articulated. Even Tucker said afterwards, he said, well, Vladimir Putin really has a problem, you know, articulating himself sometimes. It's like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) because he's not because it's an inarticulate. Well, and it's an inarticulate policy. It doesn't make any sense. You can't make it make sense that way. we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Parts Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Welcome back to the House Parts Radio Program, Mega yeah. Worldwide. We are live. All right. Thank you, Johnny Mayen. Um And uh, Philip, we were just discussing you. You made a. Uh, a, a you I did a little. Put, you dipped your toe into the podcasting uh No, 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 arena. no, no. Well, what yeah. I did yeah. is I, I conducted a little experiment on the day that the Carlson uh, interview was to drop on X. Sure. Um, so because they were, you know, everybody was criticizing in the run up to the to the release of this of this uh, whatever it was uh, mm-hmm. that it was oh you know the Musk side and the Carlson side and the tanky MAGA world side was saying freedom of speech freedom of speech you know now that Musk is in charge of X we can actually put things like out like this out and it's freedom of speech freedom of speech. Well, I did a little experiment on that day. Uh, I follow, I listen to a comedy podcast uh, that, that does kind of a, a deep dive into American history. And right. They did, a, they did a thing about Musk and how screwed up Musk is. Like they did a whole yeah. thing about his family, where he came from, and his time in South Africa, and the legacy of his bizarre family's beliefs and the racism and all how he treats his employees. He does not come off well in this. So I thought, if we're really talking about freedom of speech, let me test this theory. Yeah. And I posted it. I I, I spent about two hours just going everywhere where the MAGA world was like, yeah, and posting this thing, this link to the podcast. And wouldn't you know it, it didn't appear in anybody's feeds. I, and I went huh. to my, then I, when I when I got finished posting it everywhere, dozens and dozens and dozens of times at places right. where even if it was bots, there would have been a response to it because you know it's it's sure because they're automatic really embarrassing for Moss for Moss. Yeah, it's not a good look if you look into his history, and this podcast does that. Um, and it, it, it and I wasn't getting a response. I was like, okay, this is strange. Something's going on here. So then I went to my friends and people on my you know, site. And on my, I said, you know, look, if people see this, let me know. Uh, uh-uh. uh, so it's not, wow. The algorithm suppressed anything critical of Musk. So he's all for free speech when it's about Putin or when it's about whatever, right. you know, MAGA world wants to say, <clears throat> but if you say boo about X itself or about Musk, right. Somehow the algorithm suppresses it and downplays <clears throat> it. Very interesting. Very interesting. Freedom of curious speech, right? that. Yeah, yeah, right. That. Well, that's that's also been you know the issue with this overall is that um, every time he kind of tries to force this by giving Tucker Carlson a platform or whatever, Tucker Car- Carlson immediately engages in effectively like 
confirmation bias the series. It's not about opening up the conversation. It's not about Tucker Carlson having conversations with people he disagrees with. It's simply him doubling down on people that he just nods through their whole thing. And and this is this is sort of the culmination of it was the Putin thing was that that you know it, 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 that was the intention clearly even though it went south very quickly and you know and again turned into everything we've been talking sure. about. Um, let's grab some right questions, on, yeah. Johnny Million, if we have some. I'm sure we do. Um, right, I've got one from Donna Leary. Does Phil know Zarina Zabersky? She was on 5-8 last night. <laughs> I've known Zarina for 30 years. Go on my, yes. go on my mm-hmm. Go on my YouTube channel. Uh, just Philip Bittner uh, on YouTube. Uh, I, uh, I go to a, a vlog I did with Zarina called uh, Prevost Market in Odessa. Zarina and I walked through uh, one of the most wonderful uh, markets in the former Soviet Union down in Odessa. And we discussed a lot of things about kind of like what it's what it's like living in, a, you know, trying to maintain some semblance of normality. Zarina's currently in, uh, in uh, Kyrgyzstan. Uh, with another friend of mine, mm-hmm. uh, Paul Conroy, who is uh, a, one of the world's best combat uh, photographers. Uh, they're working on a project down there. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, Zarina's, Zarina's wonderful, and she's great for, for doing what she's doing down in Kherson. Mm-hmm. Cool. Awesome. So here's one from Connie Kelly. Please ask Phil how Russia is reacting to banning of Russian tourists by Poland, Latvian, Estonia, and Lithuania in Vilnius, there's a sign that says Putin the Hague is waiting. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> on the side of a building. Um, I mean, you know, they, they they scream bloody murder about it. They jump up and down about it. But, you know, uh, the, the Baltics have always kind of been like that. Uh, Poland, you know, this just it, it, it goes it gets right under their skin. Um, you know, because how dare you, right? Uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're this, right. We, we are this great nation. We should be respected and, 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 uh, uh you know, observe my authority. Um, you know, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's pathetic. It's, you know, yeah, it's thirsty is what it is. So, uh, Crimea River. Yeah. Uh, you know, even Georgia, by the way, the Republic of Georgia. Uh, which is where a lot of Russians fled to when the war started because uh, you could get in there pretty easily. Um, the, even the Georgians are like, "Hey, you're not welcome here anymore. You're, you're flooding the place. You're, you're ruining our rent because, you know, you're, you're, you're taking up. Uh, you're paying a lot of money. You're showing up in the in, in Georgia. Look, they're not right now. Russians aren't very welcome yeah. pretty much anywhere, and that's on Putin. Right. So Crimea River. Yeah. Yeah, the tough part is like the people who are fleeing legitimately because they don't want to be a part of it are going to be on the receiving end of this, arguably more than the people who are on board with this stuff because those folks are all going to be going to only friendly countries. They're going to be going to places like yeah, Dubai Serbia, and other places like Dubai, that where they can kind of slide yeah, by. Yeah. Right, right. Places that are supported. Whereas if you're out in the Western world, you know, there's a chance you might be a spy. There's a chance you might be trying to cause trouble and all that kind of stuff if you're in Latvia or Lithuania or Finland or Sweden or something like that. But uh, uh, in large part, a bunch of people fled Russia because they don't like what he's doing with the place. Yeah. It's like a lot of the Chinese that are crossing the border and trying to get into the United States right now. Is there a chance a few of them might be troublemakers? Sure, there's a possibility. But the vast majority are obviously fleeing the country because it's dangerous. 
Yeah, and they don't want to. You know, they don't want to be dragged into a, a, a. They don't want to be dragged into another round of mobilization, you know, or they don't want to be arrested because right. they say the wrong thing. There's a young lady down in um, what used to be Stalingrad and is now um, is now uh, what do they call it? Uh, not Stalingrad anymore, but they call it. Uh, I'm, I'm gapping on it. It's based on the river. Uh, anyhow, mm-hmm. it, it, there's a huge statue there. Um, uh, commemorating the Battle of Stalingrad. And she was taking silly little TikTok videos of her, like, per, by perspective for, with her camera squ- squeezing the boobs of the, of the, of the, uh, right. of the statue there. They arrested her. They arrested right. her for doing that. I mean, that's the kind of world that they're, that they're living on, in right now. So it's, it's, you know, um, yeah, that's the world that Elon left. Musk and, 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 uh, yeah. and Tucker Carlson are protecting. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. you know, of course, of course they, but I also think it's funny that like guys who have, you know, mansions in Italy, I'm looking at you, Solovyev, uh, screamed bloody murder because like they can't get to their villas and stuff in, in the Amalfi Coast. <laughs> right. So rough. Um, let's, let's grab another question. Volgograd. Um, I knew I did it eventually. Volgograd. That's what yeah. they changed. Volgograd. They, they changed there you Stalingrad go. Excellent. Sure thing. Yeah. I've got one here from Twilight 83. Can you ask Philip if there should be a separate drone force when their air force is so small? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Um, I, I do. I do. And I'm basing that on what's a, a Zaluzhny, the, the recently dismissed general, um, which if we have the time, we can briefly talk about as well. Um, Zaluzhny said he before he was dismissed that one of the things he wanted to do was create an entirely new branch because – um, uh, unlike a traditional air force, um, these drones are changing everything uh, with other branches and other functions of uh, logistics, command and control, targeting, forward observers. Um, they the, the, the technology is so uh, pervasive, uh, much like I'm sure AI will be, uh, you know, very very soon. That it, it, the the ripple effect from that one technological advance has changed so much. So Zaluzhny wanted to integrate drones into all facets of all the other various, you know, elements of, of, of uh, the armed forces, um, which makes a lot of sense. Now they're, you're right. There are, their air force is relatively small, but those things, the uh, an F-16 or a Sukhov, uh, you know, or a fighter jet, mm-hmm. a fighter bomber, is is not doing the same thing that a drone does. So I I think it does make sense, frankly. But we're in uncharted territory. So uh, you better believe the Pentagon is, is studying everything the Ukrainians do. But the Ukrainians are at the forefront of d- drone warfare technology, and I think we're going to have to learn from them, let them learn right. lessons, and then relay it to us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. Let's, uh, let's grab one more question. Then we'll take a break and, uh, we'll come back and I have a bit of a happy ending and it has to do with, uh, Matt Gates finally getting a comeuppance. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. I've got one from Linda Blanton. Um, a question, Phil's thoughts on Russian opposition candidate not being on the ballot due to illegal signatures, BS and Russian activists Mm -hmm. being 30 days committed and told it was too willing to help others. Yeah, that's uh, this guy Nadezhda. Um, uh, he was uh, denied uh, being put on the ballot. It's it's all a farce. It's all pretense. Um, uh, it's it, you know there is no democracy in Russia, uh, even pretend mm-hmm. democracy. Uh, this should surprise nobody. But um, 
you know, I wouldn't be surprised right. if he eventually finds his way into a prison cell. Uh, Putin doesn't like opposition, and he's gonna he'll steal this election, and he's gonna be president for life unless, um, you know, unless right he loses it, well when he loses this war, and then we'll have to see because he's gonna be in real trouble. Right, absolutely. Um, let's. Uh, I'm gonna take an early break real quick. Give us a little more room on the other side of it, if that's cool with everybody. It's the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPD Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. I am happy, you are happy, let us be happy together, whether the weather is cloudy or sunny. I will always be a funny honey bunny. I am lucky, you are lucky, let us get lucky together, whether the weather is cloudy or breezy. I'll be there to say, hey, come on, let's take it easy. Because isn't it nice to have the friends that you do? And isn't it nice that the sky is so blue? And isn't it nice to say I love you, chugga chugga choo choo, woo I am smiling, you are smiling, let us smile together, whether the weather is cloudy or stormy, I will still be there in the morning, I'll be right by your side in the morning, I'll make you breakfast in the morning, I hope that you like cereal. Yay! Yay, all right, excellent, okay, we made it through, okay, so I I got the stream back up where it's at least a little more fluid and I can see you guys and we're all moving and hopefully the audio is reasonable for everybody at home, Um, but uh, there's a, you know, um, one of the people there's been a few of these folks that have been very pro Putin, pro Ukraine, you know, like anti-Ukraine in a really odd way. Marjorie Taylor Greene's probably the dumbest one. Hers just re- I'll tell you where hers comes from, by the way, if you want to know. Um, her whole thing is based on she was remember that she ran as a QAnon Congress person. Right. That was the thing. She mm-hmm. ran on it. And then as soon as she got in, she started distancing herself from it. But she's she's all in on that stuff. And she's a lunatic. And uh, she obviously she's she considers herself a, a, considers herself an, a, a a legal expert on indictable crimes, as you saw this week. <laughs> yep, that when they were going after Mayorkas for indictable crimes. Um, that uh, speaking of indictable crimes, um, remember uh, Matt Gates's buddy Joel Greenberg, the guy who went to jail for making, making fake, uh, IDs. ID, fake IDs for underage girls and was contributing to all this so uh, stuff. Well, the the House Ethics um, investigation into Matt Gates, um, you could argue that the reason he tried to shut down McCarthy was actually to slow roll this ethics committee's um, process, which, by the way, is not happening. It did not. It it probably hung it up for about forty eight hours. But they went right back to doing their job because it would be hardly worthwhile if you had a you know one one vote vacate rule and the person that you were investigating could vacate the speakership and just keep punting everything, literally hold the government up and stop the ethics inquiry into himself by doing this. Now he definitely had tried; that was the point, but he failed miserably, as we now know that they're uh, they are back up and running, uh, you know, and coming after him. And they are getting information from uh, a a fellow uh, traveler, this guy, Joel Greenberg, who's currently serving a lengthy prison sentence on sex trafficking and other charges. He's uh, he's turned over documents to the Ethics Committee regarding the claims against uh, Gates that he had made. According to The New York Times, citing Greenberg's lawyer, Mr. Greenberg has and will com- uh, comp- cooperate with any congressional request. The lawyer Fritz Scheller was quoted as saying Jillian Wyant, a spokesperson for Getz, told the newspaper the same documents had previously been provided to the Justice Department in their own uh, now closed investigation that they had determined it unreliable and declined to press charges. Doesn't matter because you can be kicked out. The ethics standard is lower than than this 
pattern. And look, I don't know why he's still in there with his whole Venmo payments to these girls who were who were doped and, tra- and trafficked out of state anyways. So the, the ethics committee does not have the same issue. And that's why he freaked out about, um, you know, picking out, uh, you know, George Santos. So because that's the standard. That's how they get rid of you. You don't have to be found guilty of a crime. Um, and and by the way, that means you, Menendez, you got to go too. Mm. So anyways, piece of good news. And this is causing him to sweat a bunch of stuff. And there's also, I think there's other evidence on top of this co- uh, corroborative evidence because they were able to stiff arm a lot of the stuff into his own thing. You know, they, they, they used the fact that this information came from Joel Greenberg to stop a subpoena into some of uh, Gates's own communications. Had they had them to corroborate, to corroborate them, uh, he would be in way bigger trouble. So just because it's closed doesn't mean it can't be reopened. They might be waiting just for the ethics committee to kick them out before they go into stuff much like Santos because the DOJ doesn't want to put its thumb on the scale. Um, showing, showing pictures so was, on the floor of the House of Representatives of girls he slept with. I mean, he's a deplorable. So yes, under, uh, under, in theory, underage girls mm-hmm. um, who he flew out of state using IDs made by his buddy, Joel Greenberg. You don't so, do that at work. You don't, uh, I don't care if you're a representative now, or, or an elected official or what. You don't but, do it on uh, your free time. You don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it at all. Just full stop. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, even if they're adults, you don't show that kind of stuff on the floor of the Congress. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, now my my happy ending is is not really 100 percent happy, but it it is worth mentioning um, that the Senate does look like it's moving forward with uh, a a new bill for for funding uh, Ukraine. Uh, we will, uh, you know, uh, last I checked, it's, it's still being ratified. Um, there's some fears that guys like Rand Paul are going to obstruct it and, uh, try to delay it as much as possible. We don't have the time to delay that. We are dying here every single day, but, um, you know, at least it's moving forward and there's the possibility of actually getting some money flowing back. Uh, and, and equipment, more importantly, and ammunition flowing back here. But uh, folks, you got to call. You got to call your representatives. You got to call your elected officials and tell them that that you know if you do support Ukraine, and I hope you do. You know, call now is the time more than any time. Now is the time because you know this is this is going to get bad. Um, yeah. even, even if it is passed, like you know, sometime in in February, which I you know let's hope it does. But there's every possibility it won't be. You know, there'll be a lag period. So, I mean, we're work. There's there are workarounds that are happening, but this bill, the sixty billion that's being proposed, really does yeah. need to get passed. So, call your elected agreed. officials. Yep, agreed. And and, and by the way, it it will. Let's just be abundantly yeah, it will. clear. The, uh, it will. They're, they're, they'll get enough uh, people in the house. Yes. Uh, I mean, my, my my representative, my. Uh, uh, representative in in uh you know michigan is uh you know i've been calling him repeatedly and, and, and you know his office is telling me that yes they will support a bill giving money to to ukraine you know until they actually cast the ballot i'll, I'll take that with a big old grain of salt right um, yeah. but we all need to put pressure pressure on our elected officials to, to get this passed because every day that passes every day that goes on uh, it's getting worse and worse. There's a possibility they could completely run out of, of air defense munitions uh, by maybe the end right. of March. And and that would mean that the 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 six or ten or whatever people that killed get killed each day by Russian uh, drone and missile attacks 
could right. significantly increase, and we do not want that. So call, yeah. call, please call now. Agreed. Now's the time. This is the crunch time. And then just quickly, lastly, Hal, you know, I love to yeah. appropriate your audience, so I'm going to take sure, full yeah. advantage. Absolutely. I know that you that, that, that many may have heard about the dismissal of General Zaluzhny and the replacement uh, uh, by a new general in charge of the Ukrainian Armed Forces. This is no reason to panic. Um, this, this happens. There was a difference of opinion between how to move forward with the war. Um, it is, it's not catastrophic. Uh, this guy, Sirsky, who's going to replace him, uh, is a different kind of commander. He is far more, uh, he's, he is far more, he, he's a, a guy who's far more likely to crack the whip and really, you know, like, discipline his his troops than the way Zeluzhny uh, approached his troops, which was much more kind of like caring for, you know, taking yeah. care of your soldiers and, and being very, you know, supportive and kind, not, not to, to not, you know, let them have free reign, but he was a guy who kind of went around and, and did like, you know, made sure everybody was okay. Everybody was getting everything they needed, you know, supporting his, his troops. Whereas this new guy, Sirsky is like, you're going to do this, and this is, we're going to have a disciplined military. We'll see how the two different approaches, you know, maybe change things, but this is no cause for massive concern. There was a small protest here yesterday. It was a couple dozen people. The consensus among the people I talked to is, you know, Zeluzhny really was there at the beginning of the war, and he was, he was there at a, at a clutch period of time during the war, and people love him for it. But yeah. eventually, you know, it it it, it will pass. Uh, and I think if there was going to be major upheaval here, uh, the window is already closed. So I, I this is no reason to be overly concerned. This this yeah no I I in the yeah I think uh, this this kind of a, a strategic shift you know uh, from w- like how your war is geared initially to how your war is geared going forward is not that uncommon, especially in a battle that goes on this long. Um, mm-hmm. For all practical purposes, this could be setting him up for a political future beyond his military future in the country and all kinds of other stuff. So not, you know, not surprising. There's at no all, ill so. will between Zelensky no. and Zelensky. I mean, he gave right. them. He gave uh, Zelensky gave Zelensky on his way out the door the equivalent of basically the Medal of Honor. So right. I mean, and they hugged, and they, it's all good. It just they have yes. difference of opinion, and that's all yeah. there is. And he serves at the pleasure of the commander in chief, and that's just the way it is. So it's, this is exactly. not. There's no reason. Just like the United States, exactly. So um, let's grab a couple more questions before we run sure. out of time, Johnny. Mayer, sure thing, have. yeah. I've got one from Ed's 3D Tech. Could you ask, Philip, is Russia, um, does Russia have any air defense left? A lot of stuff seems to be exploding in Moscow. Yeah, did Whoa, you see yeah. the Moscow, Moscow on fire a couple of, like 48 hours yeah. ago, 36 hours ago? A massive apartment building on, on fire there. I mean, they're, they're, the, the, the Ukrainians are getting better and better at – blowing and and making sure that Russia inside Russia is paying a cost for, for this war, whether it's, you know, people blowing stuff up or uh, admitting that they are, they have hit squads inside um, uh, Mm -hmm. Russia who are tracking down either Russian commanders who, who commit war crimes like dropping bombs on apartment buildings or indeed Mm -hmm. Ukrainians who have defected and are now assisting the enemy. Um, Ukraine is inside Russia and they're making them pay for it. So, uh, as far as their air defenses are concerned, I look, never underestimate your enemy. The Russians are, are, have a very large military industrial, you know, 
complex and then they're and they're on a war footing so um yeah they will still have air defense but you know is it effective is it effective against the swarm of drones you know it doesn't seem to be it's it well especially be the, lack of uh, we talked about tactics the- we talked about the cardboard drones last time, these things that cost a right. couple of hundred dollars, and they're the things that are breaking through. And again, it, could one of them do anything? No, but a swarm of them? Absolutely. And that's mm-hmm. the issue. And again, it, most of the people qualified to, 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 I guess, take them down or to fix the damage done by them have all been shipped off to war to die. It's the, I mean, that is the thing. You can't, you can't conscript everybody that's necessary for the average function of your society. At a certain point, if you're losing people at that volume, you're destroying your society, you know, as it functions. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So let's grab. Well, we've got, more, uh, we've got about a minute left. Is there a quick one? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a quick one. This is from 56 Nick Rich. Is COVID still a problem in the war zone? Mm. Uh, no, not really. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's taken a backseat to pretty much everything else. Uh, you still do occasionally see people walking around with masks. Uh, you can get vaccinated, uh, if you want, uh, there's a good medical system here. So, um, but, uh, they're bigger fish to fry right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, keep safe yourself. Everybody check out Philip Bittner's vlogs on YouTube and he's got a documentary coming out in April. She's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, follow him on all your socials, including the uh, Exeter machine, which is now uh, Itner Philip on there um, for however long it lasts. Yeah, uh, I don't know how going to stay on that thing. YouTube and Twitch. Uh, it's uh, slash it's Johnny Million. Of course, infotainmentwars.com. Share the show. Help us uh, build the show. And eventually our, our road setup will be worth your ears and eyes. That's my goal uh, going out, especially because of all the sexy liberal touring dates that I'm going to be doing. So I'm going to need that. Uh, done. So we'll get there. But thank you guys so much. Take care of yourselves and take care of somebody else. And thank you, Chicago. Uh, everybody, we're we're here every Saturday. And then, of course, uh, Philip and I talk midweek uh, during the Wednesday show and the second hour of my morning show at uh, infotainmentwars.com. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.